Welcome to In The Zone. I'm your host, Chris Broussard, and back by popular demand to join me this week is my man, Mark Willer. What's happening, man? Uh, everything is good. Everything good. is good. I'm thrilled to be here, man. Look, it's great to have you. He is my co-host on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern. We have a ball. You got to check it out. A lot of callers, so call in. We'll put you on the air and talk to you about the NBA Finals and much, much more. But Mark, uh, because he did such a great job uh, in the playoffs, he will be joining me for most of the NBA Finals. I will be in Cleveland for games three and four, so we'll have another debater uh, for those shows. But for now and for much of the Finals, it'll be my man Mark. So let's get right to it, man. It's like a super team. All right. Last night after game one, LeBron had this to say. No, we was victims of ourselves for one. Like I said, we had 20 turnovers and there's no way you're going to win a ball game having 20 turnovers against this team and on the road. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, we gave up a lot of, in transition. They had 27 points on fast breaks. All right, Mark, so I got to ask you this. Yeah. Did the Cavs lose or did the Warriors win game one? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and to me, the, the Cavs lost it. Mm. I mean, think about it, and I, I really don't like – comparing sports to war like we often do <laughs> but think about it if you're in a battlefield and you're outmanned think about it in business if you're outmanned if you're on a playground and you're you're outmanned your best weapon is a sneak attack okay. and that's what game one is all about like it's a sneak attack that's why game one is so easy to steal how's it a sneak attack? well you got a team that's on a nine day rest so they're prepared you don't well they're no, waiting for no, you, how you go, they know they're you're rusty. coming they're sitting there but waiting they, how you gonna do a sneak but attack? they don't know what you're gonna do like what's your game plan like it's all that's what, why do you think game Give one it is to lebron usually, and kyrie well i mean <laughs> come on like yeah, they don't know exactly what you're gonna do on rotations like game ones are that is the stealable game historically okay. that is the game that you not can with go lebron get. Well, granted, it's a nice June tradition that he loses. He loses game one, but he's usually often he's at home in game one. One in seven. I'm talking about when you're the underdog and you're on the road. Game one is usually easier than game two because that home team with the pressure on them, they haven't necessarily got their legs underneath them. They haven't got their nerves squashed yet. Okay. So game one is the stealable game, and the Cavs had to come out with something better than that. Not only not only turning the ball over. Um, I mean, Kevin Durant, it's one thing to say, wow, he, Kevin Durant shot the ball well. It's real easy to shoot the ball well when half your shots are dunks. I mean, they, they looked completely shell-shocked to me. Uh, they, you, you have to come out so you think with they, something that the Warriors didn't see coming. But see, I think that both teams were tight early. Both. Because the Warriors missed 15 layups in the first half. That's, that's it could have be been expected. over in the second yep. quarter. Okay. But I think the Warriors beat them. Um, they're simply better. The Cavs cannot guard them. Look, the Cavs were horrible defensively. They were in the bottom third or bottom ten in defense in the second half of the season. All right, they That's were mediocre they in the first. I'll give you that they were coasting, but it looked like they, they played better in the playoffs defensively, but that was against Eastern Conference teams, and it was gimmick defense. It was trapping and blitzing all over the court and giving up open shots that Eastern Conference teams couldn't hit. I mean, I'm just calling it what it is. Toronto and Indiana were two of the lowest teams in the league in terms of three-pointers made. 
They both average like eight a game, which is pedestrian in today's NBA. Boston's an average three-point shooting team. So you can't even try to do that gimmicky stuff against Golden State, which to their credit, at least, they didn't try. Okay, but what they did try to do is run Golden State off the three-point line. They were so concerned about the three that they were giving up the lane for those easy dunks. I mean, how many times did we see a Cavs player actually run from the lane run. while a, <laughs> while Durant or somebody was driving to the hole Part the for team. a dunk? Yeah, to guard the three-point line. So I, I And on top of that, Steph and Durant, have figured it yeah, out. Yeah, no, they were great. Hey, I figured it out. They have, right? but <clears throat> there was no, there was not at any point during that game that I was I watching saying, man, Steph's not being himself. <clears throat> Steph's not comfortable. Steph's deferring. Steph has figured out how to be himself and get Durant off. And that's <clears throat> what's scary. So my thing is the Warriors just beat them. Cleveland certainly didn't play well. They made 20 turnovers, we know. But a lot of those turnovers were forced. Clay Thompson didn't shoot well, 3 for 16. Defended but well. defended his oh, he was, butt He off. was fantastic. So what, that's my point. But they what just do we beat all, him. What do we all say the Cavs have to do? You have to identify what your strength is, even in a matchup that doesn't favor you, and then go to it. The Cavs' strength would be to muck the game up. To beat they people up inside. They don't do that anymore, though. They, but you they gotta do it. They become a finesse team. Then They've lost their identity. Then you're gonna Did lose. Did they go out and get muck How? up type guys? Tristan, they went out and Trist- got Darren Williams. Tristan Kyle Thompson Porter. was an a beast in the finals last year. He goes scoreless, and the Warriors are the team with the offensive rebounds. Hold well, on a Cavs second. Well, Cavs did have more offensive rebounds, but okay, you're right. But, they didn't keep them off the glass. They got a bunch of second chance points. You can't do that. You cannot worry. You've got to hope that they're a little bit off from three-point range. Well, they the were. Well, that's right. <laughs> they only shot right. 42%. Winnable game if the Cavs had beat them up, but, but they, they didn't do it. But that's not who the Cavs are anymore. Well, they better be Who's in this series. Who's beating you up other than Tristan Thompson? Hold on. Don't JR, Shumpert, maybe it'll get a little no, physical. I'm t- Thompson. J- you, you, he, that's he's one g- guy. Okay, but some of the other. Kevin Love, and you I got, got to Zaza. be more like that. I got David West. I mean, I'm just saying the Cavs the are not that phys- They're more physical than the Warriors. Got to play the matchup. But they are not that. They have lost their identity. In one game. They want to shoot threes. They want to be finesse. They want to be cute and pretty like the Warriors. But guess what? Well, the Warriors also lock you up defensively. Cleveland doesn't. But if you, that's their problem. But if you want to play the Warriors game, you're going to lose. You got to be like Bill Belichick. Did they not play the one, Warriors game all year, though? But they're not against the Warriors. They actually made more threes. <laughs> against, that's but what, not against but the that's Warriors. that's who you are. No, you you gotta, can't change who you got are. To. Then you're going to lose. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> let's, let's move okay. on. <laughs> all right. Very good. All right. So uh, next thing. It's all been about this GOAT conversation yes. as of late. LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Um, whatever happens in this series, uh, whatever side you're on of that fence, you're going to feel pretty empowered. If LeBron wins, Team LeBron's going to feel good. Yeah, if, sure you're, if you're Team MJ, you're going to feel pretty good. But that does beg the question, is this – the end of that conversation. In other words, is that debate over at the end of these finals? Well, if LeBron wins uh, the finals, it's certainly not over for me. Some people, you know, I think you're in that camp where you would say he'd be the GOAT. I wouldn't say that. Um, I think he's number two right now, right behind Michael Jordan. I still think he'd be number two behind Michael Jordan. I've said he needs to win this year and next year for me to really strongly consider putting him ahead of Jordan. I like the idea of a four-peat to put you ahead of Jordan, <laughs> which you mean this year and the next two. But you got to do something. If you're going to be the GOAT, you got to do something unprecedented, which is kind of what Michael Jordan did. But 
if they lose, which I think both of us think is going to happen, I then think barring something unrealistic, which would be LeBron winning the next three. There you go. Or four. I mean, you know, which is unrealistic. Look, he's he's obviously the best player in the world. Kyrie is just going to keep getting better. So I guess you might say it's possible, but certainly not probable. So barring something unrealistic, I think the GOAT talk would end. So and barring something. He would be three and five of the multiple MVP winners. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. We can go on and on with the multiple MVP winners. He would be the first to lose five finals, the only one to lose five finals. Wilt Chamberlain, ironically, was two and four in the finals. He'd be the closest one to LeBron in terms of record if he goes three and five. Um, and I just – look, it's no slight on LeBron. I still have you ahead of Magic and Bird and Kareem and, and all these other guys. You're just number two. You're not – passing Michael Jordan, in my view, if you lose this series. Here's the beauty of it. Not only is the conversation not over at the end of the Even finals, if they lose. It's never over. It's never over. And They're that's, always going to be the beauty some, of it. But, but, but hold on. You got people now I'm that saying. would argue Jordan's it, not the GOAT. And not LeBron. They well, might say it's Bill Russell. So Le, it's never going to be 100%. LeBron could win this year and two more years, and you'll be on his side of the fence. And you know there will still but be if MJ loses, guys. Oh, yeah. There will be MJ guys who have already eliminated him from the conversation in their mind forever. So, therefore, that debate will go on. And as you said, if he loses, then it's barring something unrealistic. Oh, you mean like but being it, down 3-1 with two road games ahead of you in the finals? Unrealistic stuff. So if stuff, he loses, you're saying it's not over. It's not over because he could win the next three. Unrealistic Is stuff. Is that realistic? Unrealistic stuff happens he, all the time 15, in sports. in his 16th, and 17th seasons. I'm sorry. How many unrealistic things has LeBron already done in his career? He's done a few, That's but what in we're his talking prime about. as a younger man. Yeah, and he's also got a 25-year-old Kyrie <laughs> So you think Irving they could win the next three? Side. not saying I would predict it. But there's a lot of stuff that I don't predict that happens in sports. The concept of over, to me, is always You funny. just want something to talk about no, in the radio show. No, no, no. You and I always you, find but something. But you, you, you really the think if he was, went three and five in the finals. Do I think it's likely? you still could make an argument. Okay, you, let me no, ask you No, it's this. not likely. You, we, on our radio show, you've yeah. been making the argument that LeBron, if he wins, it's it already close. The it's okay. a, yeah, it's close. If he loses, the, I'm asking about you. Yeah. If he loses this series, will you still make that argument that he can be the goat? That he can be, or that he is? Well, you're not quite making that. Yeah, he no, is. I would, I would well, still he, say both. yes, yes, he can be. Not that he what is. What would he have to do? He's still, to my eye, he is the greatest basketball player I've seen, but he doesn't have the resume yet to really make the argument. That's why he needs this one. If he doesn't okay. get it. Is it likely? No. Okay. Is it possible? Yes. The concept of over, to me, is always overused. Peyton Manning was told he was done literally 10 weeks before he won a Super Bowl. I mean, you see it in life all the time. But that's one it's Super over. Bowl. People get divorced. They get back together. Over is only over for that moment until something else happens no, that makes but, it not over anymore. But uh, your resume can be – it can have – and, and, again, I don't want to make this like LeBron's resume isn't terrific. It is. Of course it like is. Like I said, he's number two in my book. But Jordan's resume is so unblemished, LeBron's will have a number of blemishes on it that you could say, you know what, you can't put him ahead of Mike. Not that he – and we have to start appreciating him just for the greatness that he displays, whether he passes Jordan or not. But I think there's enough that can happen that you say, you know what, 
he won't be Michael. If he goes and you to get to a certain cons- level of your what, what if he well, goes he may to very 10 well consecutive that. finals? But what if he ends up and four he wins six? one or two more? And it's not this year. There's a debate there. So that, that's like there's that, a that's debate. That's what I there. would ask you. So if you're saying now that he has to win this championship to be the goat, in what this moment, what would you be saying if they lose? What would it take? Win the next two. Uh, get Just back to the fi- next two. Get, get back to five and five, and, and have gone to goat. ten NBA finals. You're back in the conversation, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that last word. I mean, you clearly lost that debate, but it's all right. If you if you good with it, I'm good with it. I disagree. I think there's a debate on who won the debate. That's what I think. All right, look. After his outstanding performance in game one, Durant, 38 points, eight rebounds, eight yeah. assists. Is the pressure now off of him? Because we, we, we both agreed, right? There oh, was that- a, and it extensive amount of pressure a, on him. A ton. And, and here's what I believe. No, the pressure is now on him even more. Ooh. Think about the way uh, that coaches, you know how coaches are always hardest on their best players? Yeah. Because whatever you do in life, once you set the bar for yourself, now the expectation is, okay, that's what you can do. Now we've mm. seen what you can do. Let's see you meet that. And double on that. What if they lose the series now? Now it will be viewed yeah. as a choke. So now he's set the bar. The bar is fantastic. For one night, suddenly people are now saying, wow, maybe he's the best guy in the series. And LeBron James is playing in this series. Are people saying That's, that? Come yes. On. Who's yes. saying that? I, I was just watching Colin say it right now. I that mean, he's the best no, player in the series? They're, Colin! They're, no, 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 hold we on. We got to get Colin no, in the zone. No, Colin's talking about whether or not. They, I mean, this conversation, is. didn't it feel like when you're watching the game didn't it feel it's like so much, he was the best player on the floor? But it's so that much, night, just that night, right. did he feel like he was LeBron, the best player? On the, LeBron is the best player. Of course he is. <laughs> but that night, Kevin felt well, like it's so easy for him. And and I'm not taking anything yes. away from him. But come on, I mean, LeBron can drive to the lane and dunk. My point is not that he's the best player in the series. My point is that's the bar that he is now set for himself. And everybody who's going to watch this series is now okay. We see you. You can take over. You can look at Rihanna in the stands without. He denied that. that right of course, he denied that because Steph told Does him he have to. Have a girlfriend? Right, or I, who knows? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, he he was a bad man, and so now it's like, okay, let's see you finish this off. If you don't finish it off, it gets worse. I so would, the pressure is even is even more now. I would say I agree with you that the pressure isn't off. I don't agree that it's more, but I get where you're saying. If you choke, obviously that becomes a big deal. But I don't think it's more. I just think it hasn't left. You know, he doesn't have to average 35 in this series. He doesn't have to outplay LeBron. He has to win, and he has to be a factor, a big factor, okay? Um, But this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. Just because you had a great game one. You you were great in the first four games last year when you had them down 3-1, Golden State. You, You struggled the last three games, and people killed you for it. James Harden had great moments against San Antonio, but had a horrible game six, and he's getting killed for right. it. You know, it is a what have you done for me lately league. I could go to LaMarcus Aldridge last year, 38 and 41 in games one and two against OKC, and then he struggles from that point on, and people kill him. So, yeah, Durant has to keep his foot on the gas. And the good thing for Golden State and Durant fans, and the bad thing for Cleveland fans, is I believe. Durant's personal experience of losing a 3-1 lead 
will have him keep his foot on the gas. Like I cannot let up. He's got I don't, to. Until that final buzzer sounds and we win it, I can't let up. And the Warriors got to feel the same way. 100%. Because remember, they blew Cleveland out. They won the first two games by an average of 24 points. Then they won game three, or I'm sorry, game four after losing game yep. three by 30. In Cle- was it by 30? Uh, it was yeah, by, by a lot. 30 it was by in a lot. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. So this, I think the Warriors going to win, but I'd, I'd hesitate to just say it's over and count LeBron no, and crew and, out. And, and, and so they got to keep their foot on the game. The other thing that it established also is even in a game that Steph Curry played really well, it kind of gave you the picture that, so Kevin's the man in Golden State. Like, Kevin's the man. And that was going to be a question, right? If they won the finals, but Kevin was just kind of like one of the guys. Well, he can't it, be one of the guys. Right. It, it, would, it would feel like, my gosh, they didn't even need you. Yeah. Last night, felt like they needed him. That's what, yeah. that's what he needs. He needs it to feel like the yeah. Warriors needed him. So he established himself as the guy. So now you, I'm not now so you got sure he was, he was obviously their best he player was. last night. And he's the best all-around player. But so Steph now, was huge, too. Oh, sure. But that's the bar you got to meet. Like, you got to be the guy. Does he have to be the guy? He and so Steph. he has to be Steph better can than be Steph? right. You know, well, no, but they need to be. Yeah, one A and one one and one A. Yes, yeah. You can't I, just be like Clay's hitting and Dre's no hitting and everybody's no hitting. And Kevin scores seventeen points. Yeah. That's not enough. I agree. All right, next up. Speaking of Kevin Durant, what if he does continue this? He wins Finals MVP. That would be two rings for Steph Curry and no Finals MVPs. In some way, does that hurt Steph's legacy? Well. For the short term, look, I think I hate that we want to take a championship. I don't want to say we, but some people will take a championship almost away from a guy if he's not the finals MVP. And he should have been two years ago. I agree. And I hate the fact that he was robbed of Mm -hmm. that. 25.6 assists, five rebounds. In one bad game. Yeah, exactly. 19 points was his lowest scoring game. 37 in the pivotal game. Mm -hmm. Five. I could go on and on. (laughs) Um, So that, but that. I have to admit, now he's a two-time champion. It'd be terrific. He would be celebrated. But when you start talking about all-time greats, you nitpick. What do we do in in the LeBron-Jordan debate? We nitpick, right? I mean, they're both awesome. That's all you got. But we nitpick little, little things here and there. It would be a little thing here or there that he's never been a finals MVP. So when you're talking about him versus Isaiah Thomas, or, you know, him versus some of the other great point guards of all time, you you would say, but he never was the finals MVP. He never led that team, theoretically, right, because you're not the finals MVP, led that team to the title in that series. And, and it's already a myth, but a strong myth, yes. that he hasn't been strong in the finals. Well, he was the Warriors' one that year. He yeah, was their he, one. Oh, he, he was their was, one, no you know, question. I don't know if you want to call him an he's alpha. Been the, he because, was the one the last two right, years. Draymond has the alpha attitude, but, I mean, yeah. Steph, was, Steph was their one. And, actually, that's why I don't think this would tarnish Steph Curry's legacy at all because uh, it almost would start to have, like, this Kobe Bryant vibe to it, who's won titles as a one mm-hmm. and as a two. And, yes, I do call him – he was Shaq's two. Yeah, so no question. really, really good two. No but he was Shaq's two. And I give Kobe a ton of credit for that. Like, to me, that's fascinating that, that he was a two, won a, a handful of rings, and then rebuilt it with a completely new group yep. and did it again. That is a major feather in his cap. Uh, and to a degree, this would feel like a mini version of that if Steph could be a one, see, Steph, Steph could gets, be a two. But people, I agree. He was clearly the one yeah. the last two years. 
And again, we both agree he was the best player for the Warriors in the finals uh, two years ago. But the perception is he wasn't the one, yeah, at but, least in the finals. But Hoopsnicks know. Hoopsnicks know. I mean, yes, yeah, a little asterisk there on Wikipedia. Oh, it was Andre Iguodala. But the truth of the matter is, is he was their one. This would be, feel probably, at least based on game one, more like you were a two, but a really, really good one. And here's the other thing. He's a tiny little point guard. Yeah. Like, we don't usually ask that of point guards to be some sort of alpha dog, do all, everything, one. Only two. He's one of two to lead a team right. to a championship. Right. Isaiah so, Thomas so, and him. That's and why historically, you're talking about a position that is supposed to feed. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to give. It's supposed to make everything around you do what, yeah. what, what it does. So uh, from that perspective, I think, I think he's fine right in the lane that he's in. Uh, and if they win this and they win, you know, one, two, three, whatever more in that career, no, I think, I mean, he'll go down as an all-timer. I think people, oh, he's definitely going to go down as an all-timer. I think it's unfortunately a little, you know, knock on him. But I think people, if they go on to become a dynasty, people need to start looking at Steph and Durant like Magic and Kareem if they go on and keep winning. Yeah. You didn't worry about, was it Magic leading them or was it Kareem? It was the Showtime Lakers. You know, both of them were superstar, all-time greats, top five players. And not that these two will be top five, but I think that's in fairness. That would be the fair way to look at it. Don't look at it as Durant's success takes away from Steph. Steph's success takes away from Durant. Right. They are a team. Those two are the leaders. They're both all-time greats. And we should be able to celebrate them for that. That's how they look at it. Yeah. That's and, how they look at it. And they have to it. be able to keep that mentality. Don't let the outside noise, uh, you know, pull them apart. Because that's pretty, what the outside noise can too. do. Yeah. yeah. No, no question. <laughs> All right. Look, reports say that Steve Kerr may return to coach game two. But the Warriors have won the last 11 games <laughs> without him. Should Kerr come back? Uh, absolutely should come back. I mean, he's, he's the head coach of the basketball team. And he still has been. He still is. I mean, the way I look at the Steve Kerr situation, it's almost like, and you'll really relate to this, right? Because you have daughters in college. I look at it like parenthood. We think about X's and O's as like, oh gosh, Steve Kerr's not there to give his X's yeah. and O's. That's, a, that, that's like third, fourth, fifth thing on the list for an actual head coach. To me, the most important things, especially at this level with this good yeah, of a team, yeah. it's establish a culture, it's deal with egos, and then it's also, what do you say, like halftime adjustments? What do you say to a group of guys when it's not going well? Steve Kerr's been doing all of that. He's been yeah. in the locker room doing the halftime talks. He already established the culture. Uh, he already deals with all of the personalities. Think about it like your girls go off to college. Like if they do really well and they represent your family well, you're not there. Yeah. You're not there every day. But there's a piece of you that's like, okay, like I, I established, I yeah, helped yeah. establish that. I put them in position to go live and do their thing. That's what Steve Kerr really did with this basketball team. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually think him being on the sideline or not is just it's it, it's just a little added side note. There is the weird perception of suddenly he came back and things didn't go well. People yeah, would be we, like, we, what, it, you know, is what, what happened point, here? Is there a but point, I doubt that'll happen. Is there a point you would say don't come back? Like if they go up 3-0 and he could come back for game four, would you say don't? If no, they, no. They, I no mean, he's, he's earned that. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he, he deserves that. Knowing his personality, he's the type that would do that. Not he's come like, back? Yes. 
I he's hope like, he, oh, my gosh, I'm going to come back for the last game, and I yeah. get to be the guy, get all the glory. Mike Brown got him here. That's very Steve Kerr. But to me, no, he's, he's, when he feels good, he should be there, and he's earned that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, in some cases, you might look at it differently. But like you say, he's been there in the locker room talking to him at halftime, helping to put together the game plan. He's at every practice. And they don't miss a beat. I mean, they switched coaches in the middle of the Cortland series and didn't miss <laughs> right. a beat, ran off right. 11 straight. Him coming back is not going to disrupt them in any way. In fact, it might give them an emotional boost. Not that they need it, but it, it might boost them no inspirationally. So I'm with you. Let me ask you this. Does, if they win it with Mike Brown or go up 3-0 and then yeah. Steve comes back and they win in 4 or 5, does that was, – is Kerr overrated? No, I mean, no, no. For the reasons I, 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 you know, I go back to what I was just saying. Like, to me, the actual coach on game day is Draymond Green. That's the Warriors uh, coach. No, because there's things you have to do. And no there's doubt. There's substitutions. There's drawing up plays. Right, but. There's making, you know. The and right he's not on the floor 100% yeah, of the I time. Mean, but when he's out there. Like that's your X's and O's coach. That's your quarterback. I go that far. That's the he is he's man. inspirational leader. Well, he's not making substitutions. He's not he's making not substitutions. Running the but he, no, he is telling guys where to be. Yeah, no, I mean, but he I is mean telling the rotation guys where to be. of your eight, your eight or okay, nine man rotation. Fine, that's then not, he's that's one. The coach does. Then he's one of the coaches, and Mike Brown is he's one an, of one the coaches. One of the most intelligent players in the I, league. I no just question. think the Warriors got to where they are by things Steve Kerr did two and three years ago. Like, Mark Jackson built a really good team. Steve Kerr identified a couple things that needed to be tweaked, yeah. came in and did it really well. That's, that, that's the legacy. That's what was needed. And, and nothing changes that, you know, by him missing a couple of series down the road. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I think the changes he made, particularly offensively, yeah. Mark Jackson set that defensive foundation. Um, it's been amazing what he's done. So I don't think it would take away from him. I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, Warriors up uh, 1-0. If they win the series and it continues to look like it did last night, it's a route. It's four games, maybe five. What do the Cavs do in the offseason? That's the big question because yeah. I, I honestly think there are only a few realistic scenarios because let's say go get Anthony Davis go get Carl Anthony <laughs> not realistic okay right. so let's just take those away Kawhi Leonard not realistic what I would do I do think there is a realistic scenario somewhat really or I say realistic in that it could th technically happen okay there are no financial barriers or anything like that if I were the Cavs when I got beat 4041 I would have LeBron and Kyrie start calling Paul George, mm. recruit him. Look, bro, you want to win championships. <laughs> they built this thing out there. It's almost – look at it. I mean, we, we have to battle that. You can be a part of Magic Showtime Lakers where they were stacked, all right, and versus Birds Celtics where they were stacked with Hall of Famers. You come here, you can be a Hall of Famer. And get George to agree, and then, look, all's fair in love and war, trade Kevin Love for Paul George. Because if I'm Indy, you, what you have to do is have George go to the Pacers and say, look, I want to go to Cleveland. I'm leaving you as a free agent next summer. I want to go to Cleveland. You can trade me there or you can lose me for nothing, and they'll gladly take Kevin Love in Indiana if, they, if it means – 
getting something yeah. for Paul George. No, no, no doubt. It, we've only seen one game, but it does already feel like we're building toward this. Kevin Love is really good, but he's not good against the Warriors. Like, that's a matchup issue. Uh, the, the guys defensively that they can put on Kevin give him problems. What he does on the defensive end of the floor for the Cavs is a yeah. problem. So I understand all that. But even with your scenario, so Paul George comes, does that get him there? I mean, it, it, it'd be like, a good series, but that's it, that's. I think that makes them very close. It, that, it, that, it, then it would be a pick em finals to he, me. Here's, here's the other thought. The other thought is almost like, so what do they do in the offseason? Pray. And, and here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. I don't mean that just to be funny. The Warriors, at a talent level, at a physical level, are clearly, if they beat the Cavs four games to, to one yeah. or four games to none, they are so physically that much better than everybody else in the NBA. You might need to go to a psychological warfare and try to break them down. I noticed, for instance, uh, you know, some discussion last night, and it's been a low discussion throughout the playoffs because Klay Thompson isn't playing that well. It's like, I wonder if Klay Thompson might privately not love everything that's going on. But, but you, so you can't just LeBron, hope. No, no, no. Let's hope Clay leaves. You don't hope. First of all, he's got two years left on his deal. He does have two years so left on his anywhere. deal. But if there's anybody who knows how to work the behind the scenes of the NBA. But what's he going to do? I don't know. If you, I mean, start getting, getting the agents talking. Start getting – I mean, because Clay Thompson, yes, he's got two years left on his deal, but that doesn't – After a championship, he's going to want to leave? After his second championship in three years, guys he's going to leave? Guys have never left after championship runs. Yes. But he's been there his whole oh, career. He's in, he's, he's in route to be a Hall of Famer, but not if he's scoring six points a game in the NBA he's Finals He's not going to score six points a game. Listen, you, you look, Clay's cool. Been in all, yeah, Clay's he's cool. Fun. He's fine. He's content. I, mean, I know that. But that's not a strategy, Mark. You can't say if the Cavs get waxed, just hope that Clay Thompson Not leaves. hope. Not hope. Okay, LeBron can't – Look, as much power as he has, did he send Kevin Durant to Golden State? I don't State? know. He sent he Chris Boston. He that. sent Chris Boston himself to Miami. That's like, that's involving LeBron, himself. LeBron Look, isn't if, just the if, MVP of the regular season. He's been the MVP of the offseason. If he was running the NBA, Kevin Durant would not be in Golden State. Well, of course. All right, so let's let's keep it real. And, Actually, and to, to Ash, he is kind of running the NBA. I mean, why is Kevin Durant in in Golden State? Because there? LeBron went to Miami and made it okay to do stuff like that. Fine, but LeBron didn't. He had nothing to do with Durant. Well, not directly. This is my point. If you get Paul George for Kevin Love, that is a huge upgrade. What is your problem? Defense. You're not that athletic. You can't guard the Warriors. Now you got Paul George who can guard any of their players. I don't hate your move. You can switch a lot more effectively than you can right now. He can shoot the three. He's another playmaker. I think that's one of the only realistic moves that's out. And I do think that will put them right there with the Warriors. I don't hate your move, but I don't think it gets them there immediately. That's the other problem. You're going to put a big new piece into a team that usually takes some time to figure out. It wouldn't. They'd have all year. Hold on now. They'd have all so year. Paul George is How long suddenly, is it taking Golden State? Paul George has got to be a three now. He's been a one. Fine. He's got to be a three. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Clay Thompson has to do the exact How same thing. He struggles. Take, he's he had a great year. He averaged twenty points this and year. And now, 
And Chris Bosh Chris Bosh spoke about this. Dwayne Wade spoke Chris about Bosch this. Is, Those guys, it took them a year. Dwayne My point Wade is, dominated the ball. By the Paul time, George doesn't dominate the by ball. The time and LeBron Paul, used to dominate it a lot by the more. Time That's why George the adjustment is, took a while. By the time he's ready to really make that, that drink stirred up and perfect, no, he's a free know. agent. They he's signing there long term. LeBron's turning 34. Like, I don't think it necessarily so gets what would it, I ask you, it's give me that, a realistic scenario other than pray. I, it's not, <laughs> it's not just pray. The Illumi- NBA Illuminati. That's it. The hope so for there's injury. no hope. I mean, if the Warriors go 16-0, and 0, you're acting like, oh, you just got to tweak it and, and go. You, you you got the best player in the you world. Got, you got one of the best point guards in the world. They got to yeah, find. Yeah, you just need to add the something. The whole league needs to find ways for the Warriors to not be as good. If it's Clay, if it's Draymond going off the deep end, LeBron already. So now we gotta go behind psychological warfare. Put something in Draymond's drink. Did LeBron? (laughs) Did LeBron not do that on the court last year in the finals? Was that and and in the press conference? Was that not psychological warfare? That's on the court. There's no and in the press conference afterwards. Clay, you're not getting enough love, man. Clay, you you got to come on, come on. Was the press conference not psychological warfare last year? Was the I don't NBA even know thinking when press conference you're talking about? After, I, I know when after, Clay said in ga- after game four, nobody was talking about boy Draymond should be suspended until LeBron got in front of a microphone Look, and come went, on, man. "Hey, I don't come know on. what the league is going to do about this crazy leg kicking thing," and then suddenly, poof, he was suspended. Hey, okay. hey, I think Paul. Hey, George, let me. I guess then <laughs> if you don't think Paul George would make a difference, I was going to ask you: Would you give up Kevin Love for Jimmy Butler? Or Kevin Love for Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I would do all those but things. But that wouldn't you would do really I would do all those things. Yeah, Kevin just doesn't work on the matchup. It wouldn't it wouldn't it doesn't it doesn't doesn't makes work in the matchup. Small, but, all right. but you don't think those would help. Get you closer. I'm shocked you're still don't think not there. Paul George would help. My it would goodness. help. It would help. So then you lose in right six there. instead you of four. You got the best player in the world. And then George would be much better playing next to LeBron and I'm Kyler. I'm sure he would love He is a two. I'm, He's not a one I'm on the championship team. Paul? Is he? Does he think that? Whether Did he you thinks talk it or him about not, this? he's not. Uh, he does. What proof does he – he may think it. What proof Everybody does he thinks – I've talked to what? bench players who think they could exactly. be an all-star. Exactly. The guys aren't really – but they realize it It doesn't have to take two, three years. Trust me. It's not taking the Warriors One. two, three years. One. It, 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 LeBron and them got to the finals – in their first year with, and, with Love and, and Kyrie. And, yes, they did. And, and lost. And, yeah, but those and, two and were Miami hurt. to the those finals. Two were hurt. And the Miami finals first year. The Miami one is as hard. A favorite. The Miami one was hard because LeBron and Dwayne's games were so similar. And both of them used to dominate in the ball. George doesn't dominate the ball. He doesn't dominate it. Like, not like Dwayne. And LeBron doesn't dominate LeBron it like he used to. All right. What you so, got? What you got? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Where's Chris Carter when you need? Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not, right, they're not close. All right. Who would you rather have, Steph or Kyrie? This one's mean. This one's mean because this is hard. This is hard. This is a hard one. But here's the deal. If I'm thinking about it in a macro view um, in terms of marketing, jersey sales, people showing up to watch warm-ups, I, I, I want Steph Curry. That, yeah. to me, is an easy answer. The hard question is if you're simply asking me as a general manager about basketball. Kyrie's got the better sneakers. You know that. <laughs> hey, with Steph, all due respect, Steph's in game one, pretty good. Those look fresh. Those pretty good. But the Kyrie's pretty are good. Hot. The pretty Kyrie's good. are hot. They're, they're not nurses' shoes this time, so it's good. <laughs> um, the basketball question is the harder one, and I struggle with this, but I, I still say Steph, and here's why. 
Steph Curry has been a one on a championship team, okay? To me, there is still one, although faint, lingering question about Kyrie Irving. He's young. This might be unfair. We will get this answer someday. But right now, we still don't know what a fully grown Kyrie Irving looks like without LeBron James. And therefore, as we've seen uh, evidence of throughout LeBron's entire career, Kyrie, like, it's wonderful. We all wish that we grew up in a house where our parents are together for 50 years and everybody showered you with love. And, and, and when that's the case, when you pop out and, and live your own life, you're, you're healthy and, and have more chance for success because of your environment. LeBron has acted like that to everyone around him his entire NBA career. So I know that Kyrie is better one-on-one, better finisher, uh, probably has that reputation of being better in the clutch. Neither one of them really defends all that well. Um, So I get that. And if you're asking me, like, who wants the ball game seven, 30 seconds to go, yeah, I'd probably say Kyrie. But overall, for an entire season, I have to take Steph because I really don't know what it is Kyrie Irving can do if he was the guy and LeBron James wasn't there. If Kyrie was the guy, he'd be great. Sure. He'd be a perennial all-star. Eventually will be a Hall of Famer. Some of that because he's winning with LeBron. But he'd be one of the top point guards in the league. But to your point, would they win championships or even contend for championships? And I would likely say no because – like I said, Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry are the only normal-sized point guards to lead teams to championships historically. Damian Lillard, great, one of the best point guards in the league. His team's not a contender. You know, Chris Paul, great, you know. Never team's been out of not a contender, round. not yeah. been out of second. Yeah. Steve Nash, two-time MVP, never got to the finals. It's just unlikely, and I could who who are some Derrick Rose when he was win, mm-hmm. won an MVP, couldn't get to the finals. Russell Westbrook, same thing, and when unless he had KD, you know, but can't get to the finals. So it's unrealistic for, or it's not historically sound to think your point guard is going to be your best player and lead you to championships. So that said, um, I would take Steph as well. And you're happy with either? Sure. But this is the thing. Steph has something unique, and it is that incredible shooting range and touch. His range stretches your defense out so badly that it gets you out of sorts defensively. That's somewhat what we saw last night. Okay, you have to you your defense has to guard at 30 feet now. And so he and beyond that, he is a great finisher. Kyrie's a better finisher. Yes. But Steph is also a tremendous finisher. Underrated. I'd say yes. second among point, you know, Westbrook because of his explosiveness you put up there. But Steph's up there with those guys, though Kyrie's ahead of him. Steph is also a great mid-range. Steph is also a great passer. I would actually say Steph is a better passer than Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie's never averaged more than six assists a game. That was only one year. Because LeBron's the passer But even before LeBron. That's directly to my point. Even before LeBron was there, he averaged six assists as a career high. Steph averaged eight and a half one year. You know, and so they, Steph's a better passer. Like you said, neither one defends. I'm happy with either. You're right. Clutch, you probably say Kyrie, although I don't think Steph shrinks or is not good no, in I the agree. clutch. Yeah, yeah. I just think Kyrie has proven he's maybe a little better, or at least at this point. But no, I would go with Steph because he stretches the floor 
uh, and takes your defense. It just creates all types of havoc yeah. for your defensive the, rotations. And the NBA is two things, right? It's it's the basketball we're trying to win, yep. and then it's the entertainment. It's a show, and and like both Steph, get on a great show. Yes, yeah, well they do, but Steph. I mean, Steph's show starts an hour and a half yeah. before the game. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's yeah. Americana right now. So. Um, from that perspective, and I, to your I give point, him the he nod. Has also, proven he's a one that can lead you to a championship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's shift out of the NBA Finals for one second and talk about what's upcoming there with the draft. Else, yeah, right? there are other basketball teams <laughs> out there, believe it or not. Lakers are one of them. <clears throat> they will have you believe that they are considering a number of different players at number two in the draft. Do you buy it? Uh, do you think they're really considering anyone other than Lonzo Ball? Well, you have to consider. You're number two. You're not the number one pick. And even if you were number one, you you want to play a chess game, right? You want to use smoke and mirrors. You don't want everybody knowing what you're doing. You know, you want to send some decoys and some deception. Uh, but being number two, they have to consider De'Aaron Fox, Josh Jackson, Jason Tatum, Mark Hill folks. Like, because what if Boston takes Lonzo? Or what if they trade the pick and whoever they trade it to takes Lonzo? So you have to look at these other guys. But I do believe with all certainty <laughs> that their number one desire, plan A, is to get Lonzo Ball. And my feeling is, and I think Magic understands this, I mean, he knows Lonzo Ball's – He's. I'm sure he sees some of himself, not that Ball can become him, right. but some of himself in the way Lonzo plays. As good as these other young kids are, and in games of one-on-one, I'm sure a couple of them, a few of them, could beat Lonzo Ball in one-on-one. Yeah. But if you bring a lot of them in, they're just another young hot shot that needs to rock and wants to get his. It's not going to necessarily make your team better. Okay, Lonzo, I think, brings all that talent together. Now, De'Aaron Fox is kind of a true point guard, too. But he's not a shooter. And I know he can improve it, but you need to be able to shoot in today's NBA. Lonzo can shoot, okay? Off the, certainly the three-pointer, not great off the dribble with the shot, but he can shoot. So, yeah, I, I think plan A is still Lonzo Ball. I mean, what you're talking about is just as professionals being ready for anything happening yeah. in the draft. That's 100% correct. When I see the, the word considering, are they considering something else? I look at that like, okay, you're now on the clock. Lonzo's available. Are you considering taking <laughs> anyone else? No, absolutely not. And you never want to let your fans be your general manager, but there are certain aspects, there are certain times in sports where that does have to come into play. Remember, you got a new regime, and they've got a lot of cachet in yeah. Los Angeles. One of them's name is Magic Johnson, and the other one was Kobe Bryant's agent throughout his entire career. These guys walk in. They are a sight for sore eyes in Los Angeles. Everybody was ready for Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak to be gone, so there's a lot of positivity around them. That fan base is expecting a certain thing to happen, and they're expecting that story to play out for them and be exciting in the city of Los Angeles starting this fall. You cannot take that from them. You just can't. If, can you imagine the fan reaction if Lonzo's on the board and, and, they, and the commissioner walks to the microphone and says, with the second pick, the Los Angeles Lakers select De'Aaron Fox, who nobody it could be standing next to him in the grocery store in Los Angeles. No one would even know who that is. But hold on, hold Los on. Los Angeles on. loves you, stars, celebrities. Lonzo already is. Aunt, you not, could take somebody else. No. 
No, you, you could, could not. You cannot. If you're, this is, I, you I would not, I'm cannot. sorry. I would not. Magic Johnson is bigger than Lonzo Ball. Yes, he is. All right, people, if there's one person, and there's a couple, Jerry West could do it. If there, there are a couple people that could, could not take Lonzo Ball and the fans would not revolt. Magic Johnson is one of them. Now, I would, so I, I'm agreeing, agreeing with you that I think Lonzo is the choice. But if they really felt like, if they really looked at Lonzo and was like, you know what? I don't see it. He's they don't not. Feel that way. I know. They've I know they scouted don't. Him. But They've my point is this: him. if you did feel that way and you felt, or if you just felt, De'Aaron Fox is better. I'm sorry, he's better. He's going to be better. Like my point is this: if you felt another guy was better for your team, then you gotta Listen, take him. If your gut is telling you that, at and such regardless an, of what the fans think, fans an, didn't want Christoph Porzingis no, in New York. No doubt. No doubt. So a little bit of a different scenario for sure. But but I, I, I hear you. If you felt all the way down in the depths of your being that you're sure that That's all some saying. other guy is better, um, <clears throat> then I would congratulate your courage. But here's one thing you never want to do as a general manager or a team president. At the time of a draft, which is supposed to be about excitement and hope and presenting a gift to your fans, you never want that first press conference to sound like you're giving an explanation. And if they pick somebody other than Lonzo Ball, the first question at the press conference is not tell us about De'Aaron Fox. It's why it's didn't right. you pick Lonzo Ball? It's all right. You can't be right. overly concerned with winning the press conference. That's why the team no. on the other coast has so many problems. It's New not York. about winning the press conference. Because in a few months, if Lonzo were to go out there and struggle, and I don't I, – But what about the other way around? What if your not, guy struggles yeah, and Lonzo if, doesn't? If you're, you're fired all the, already. That's, all the way, that's always the case. But my point is if you fully believe another guy is better – then you would have to take him regardless of what the fans think because in December or January or May when that other guy is so much better than the guy you picked, fans aren't going to care about what you did on draft night. They're going to be upset. But that is an unbelievable 10-ton risk. And they have already scouted this guy. Yeah, I, I'm and, with you. He's you, the guy. I'm you just and saying, I have even not because of about the fans. This. He's the guy because he's the guy. Well, but also, remember the Lakers' history. They've had the number two pick two years in a row already. This is the third year in a row that if you don't take Lonzo Ball, what you're, what you're giving to your fans is, well, here's another college star, and in two years we'll see if it worked out. It could be the same with Lonzo. Lonzo. No, but Lonzo is a story on opening night. On opening night, and he plays a style that you feel like could could click Look, right away because all he's trying to do is, is pass. All I'm saying is I don't make that decision based on the fans. It's a fact. I make that decision based on what my eyes are telling me, my research is telling me, my data is telling me. Take Lonzo, that. Take if, that for data. If Lonzo's available <laughs> and the Lakers don't pick him, no, nah, they will. Jaw, and they should. My jaw. But just don't worry about the fans. It's a factor. You have to worry about the fans. On, what the man. hell are we the, doing this here? This is the Lakers. Fans aren't going to abandon you. They will be there. They're for, if this is for the fans. They That's will what be we're there doing here. if you take. Ooh, but I don't want them mad, man. I want them to be I happy. I get it. Look, they're going to take, gonna take Staples Lonzo. They're going to take they him. But they dude, There's on. no way they're passing that guy. Come I'm on. thinking like a Nick, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we hope you enjoy In the Zone, my man, Mark. Great job. Good to be here. Appreciate you. Absolutely. All right. Peace. And if you don't know, now you know. That's it for today's show. Please don't forget to subscribe to In The Zone on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. And tell us what you think in the comments. 
See you next time. Peace. Yeah. I'm in my zone. Yeah. I'm in my zone.